is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Why the hell would we give a visa to the foreign minister of the Islamo-Nazi regime, Iran, to come into this country? Well, the UN's in this country. I don't care what's in this country. Those of you who've listened to this program over the decades know I've said we should get out of the U.N., throw them all the hell out, create a new institution of purely democratic countries. But what do I know? So the Iranian foreign minister who's been traveling throughout the Middle East as well as Hamas and the Iranians meeting with Putin, you Putinoids out there should know about that, Hosan Amir Abdullah Yabadabadu. He's sort of the Himmler. The Himmler. Of the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. So he's at the United Nazis today. The UN. And he threatens us. Everybody threatens us. The Russians. The communist Chinese. The inbred in North Korea. And now the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. I put this all at Joe Biden's feet. All of it. All of it. As he shuffles around and digs his feet into the sand in Rehoboth Beach. And who else? His mentor, Barack Hussein Obama. Who hates America. Who hates Israel. One of his closest buddies was the Palestinian professor Khalidi with ties to Hamas. Oh, did you know that? Yes. And CARE, the organization CARE, another Hamas front group, there's a revolving door so they can keep coming and going, coming and going, as well as the Muslim Brotherhood. We've been infiltrated on our college campuses and in our media. We know all about it. I told you all about it here and on Fox and on Blaze. 
infiltrated. I want you to hear this. Hussein Amir Yabba threatens us if Gaza genocide continues, America will not be spared from our fire. That is a direct threat against the United States of America. Biden still has not cut off the spigot, the oil spigot, which is giving them a billion and a half dollars a week. He's rearmed the enemy. While our border is wide open and our military is funding is flat. Here it is. Cut 17. Go. I say frankly to the American statesmen who are now managing the genocide in Palestine that we do not welcome to expansion of the war in the region. But I warn if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. It is our home. Ah, shut up, you inbred. You wouldn't be saying that to Ronald Reagan. You wouldn't be saying that to Donald Trump. Joe Biden's getting Americans killed. Whether it's the open border by the tens of thousands. Whether it's the soft on crime Democrats. And now Americans are open season. Open season. And in our own country. Our colleges and universities are breeding grounds for these rats. And what are we doing about it? Zippo. Nothing. Zero. Not securing the border. Not deporting people here on student visas or other visas. Kick their ass the hell out of here. Not ensuring terrorists aren't coming across the border. Of course they're coming across the border. They don't even have to be secret about it. Just find the right alley. The narco-terrorists, the drug cartels, they'll get you in. Won't be a problem. Every state on the border is trying to stop this, but Biden, Biden stops them. They go to court. The Attorney General of the United States goes to court. Hey, hey, we're in charge of security. The fraud, the liar, who's the secretary of DHS, the, uh, the, the border's secure. Shut up, you idiot. Our enemies see weakness and they act. The hell does China have ships in the Mediterranean for? And by the way, they just intercepted one of our ships in, near one of their fake islands. Did you see that, Mr. Producer? And now this guy threatens us. This regime and their surrogates slaughtered 31 Americans. Any response? No. This regime and their surrogates have 10, 12, 15, they don't even know, Americans held hostage. Any response to that? No. Now we're trying to work it through. If the Israelis will just calm down, be proportionate, and follow the rules of war, give the enemy food, sustenance, Water, and of course fuel, all will be well. That's right. Don't get angry. Don't get angry just because your people are being raped and brutalized and their eyes are being gouged out and they're being burned alive and their children are being decapitated. 
Come on, calm down. Don't respond out of anger. Be proportionate. Can you imagine Biden telling Jews in Israel, some of whom came out of the Holocaust, I so sympathize with you. I stand with you shoulder to shoulder. We will not allow any horrible things to happen to Israel. Whatever you need, we'll give you now. However, don't obliterate the enemy. And now they're on a new kick. It's not really new. I've spent the entire day thoroughly researching this topic of Iran beyond what I already know, which is a ton. But more than that, about the new foreign policy ideology, that's what it is. It's a new doctrine, but they don't tell you about it. They lie about it. Because they know if you knew about it, you would be disgusted. I actually wrote about it partly in Unfreedom of the Press with this guy, Ben Rhodes, who's the Deputy National Security uh, Council advisor, as well as a poet or a fiction writer. He spilled the beans to the Washington Post. I read some of that to you. That they lied about a moderate part of the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. That they gave information to so-called experts and scholars who literally regurgitated the talking points point by point in the media as well as the media themselves. As well as Democrats in Congress. And he lied. And he was bragging about it to the Washington Post and the Washington Post printed it and they were laughing about it. Let me tell you what's going on here, and I'm going to discuss it at great length on Life, Liberty, and Levin this weekend, but let me discuss it right now. Obama, Blinken, Sullivan, and a guy named Robert Malley. They decided that every preceding president had it all wrong. The problem you see is that America is too strong. That America is imperialistic. That America is militaristic. And that there shouldn't be one superpower. One superpower calling the shots or even involved in negotiations and discussions. There needs to be a balance. Michael Doran, D-O-R-A-N called it a realignment. And before him, Martin Peretz, who's a liberal, was a Harvard professor, was a previous owner of the liberal and now left-wing New Republic, said the same thing. And what is this new foreign policy ideology? That you need to have balance, ladies and gentlemen, in all these regions. And so you take the most powerful country in the region. It doesn't matter if it's democratic, fascistic, Marx, doesn't matter. And you need to have balance. And so Israel needs to be taken down a bunch of notches. And Iran needs to be built up. And that way they're working at a level playing field. And there'd be a balanced approach, one to the other. 
It's the realignment, as Michael Duran has called it. The realignment. Now, you and I both know that's insanity. You don't build up terrorist regimes that have killed Americans, kill their own people, kill people who don't agree with them, are expanding with an access of evil that want nuclear weapons to blackmail us and to threaten us and everybody, everybody in the region. You build them up, you're building up terrorists. You're putting them on a level with civilized societies. This is why. They keep talking about a two-state solution now. Listen to the propaganda. Obama put out an absurd statement. It wasn't written by him. It was written by Rhodes. Saying this is why we need a two-state solution. State for Palestine, quote-unquote, the Palestinians and the Jews and the Israelis. This is why Ben Rhodes put out a piece saying the same thing. This is why Thomas Friedman, who's a swine and a putz, this is why he puts out the same thing. This is why Biden keeps saying it. This is why even now they have Harris. She memorized the line. We, we got to have a two-state solution. So now it's a two-state solution. So if and when Israel goes into Gaza, at tremendous cost to that country, with a lot of their young men who are reservists, not even regular army, being slaughtered, because they have to worry, worry about the civilians on the other side. Like no army on the face of the earth. Not ours. Not any of the NATO armies. And what Biden, Obama, Blinken, Sullivan, Harris, are all saying, all of them have said in the last 48 hours, when it's over, we, the United States, are taking over either directly or through a coalition of countries, and we are going to create a Palestinian state. And how will it be different than Gaza? And how will it be different than the Palestinian Authority? Who's going to be in charge of this? And who's going to enforce anything? That will be the ultimate demise of Israel. That'll be the end of Israel. Iran has killed Americans. We now know that there are 13 or 14 wounded Americans, some of them with severe brain injuries, We know there's now been over 90 attacks on American forces by Iran surrogates. And there's no response other than we keep the oil flowing. And we're not going to enforce the sanctions. Why? Because Biden insists we've got to have this balance. Obama insists. And if Israel goes in and obliterates Hamas, blows Hamas off the face of the earth, so they can't ever kill anymore, anybody. And Biden pretends he's for that, but he's not. Because it changes the balance of power in the Middle East. He's not for it. Even look at Ukraine. Oh, he'll help Ukraine, but only to the point where Ukraine is deadlocked with Russia. Because they believe in, in balance, not victory. Not victory. Not victory Ukraine over Russia. Not victory Israel over Hamas or any of the other 
subhuman Nazis. And not victory for the United States. China sees it. Russia sees it. Iran sees it. North Korea sees it. And I've told you now for a long time that this kind of approach or the isolationist approach is going to lead to a world war and your kids are going to be drafted. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals I'll circle back to this, but before I do, it's obvious you all know that this mass murder walked into a bowling alley and then a pub. He slaughtered 18 people, 13 wounded. That number could go up. And there's a massive manhunt going on. And, of course, uh, the gun control people are out there. We've got to be able to do something. We have to be able to do something. They don't stop these people. They don't stop. Neither the mass murders or the leftists. And I want to talk about this when we return, and then I want to circle back to what's going on in our country as a result of what's going on with Iran and Biden. Be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. So this guy's still on the move. 
somewhere, unless he's committed suicide in the woods somewhere. And uh, he had mental issues even a few months ago. He was a reservist. And um, he slaughters people in cold blood for no reason whatsoever. How can this happen in this country, it is asked. How can it happen? Sometimes I wonder, how can it not happen? With all the hate that surrounds us, that's pushed by a vile media, a vile Hollywood. How can it not happen? When once again, there are telltale signs of somebody with mental issues... And very little is done about it in any significant way. And it's just amazing to me that these innocent people, we don't even know their names, have been slaughtered. The families must be going through just excruciating pain. And here comes the American left yet again. People are dying from drugs. The border's wide open. They say nothing. Our cities are becoming hell holes. Our own capital, Washington, D.C., crime is through the roof. Murder, rape, burglary, assault, carjacking. Ho-hum. No big deal. Our colleges and universities. Our hatred mills. And now that's pouring into our K through 12, government schools. The endless dehumanization. Like abortion on demand. Or mega extremists, you know, the non-humans. So what do we do about it? Gun safety. Or gun control or gun something. Like the problem in the culture is guns, not the people. On page 127, because I know this will come up from time to time, I asked this question in the Democrat Party Hates America. As a Rational and practical matter. Ask yourself what exactly the Democrat Party and Biden would do to supposedly prevent a mass killing, like this one. Even if there was no Second Amendment in the Constitution and the Republican Party was not there to stop them, what exactly would they do to stop mass killings? A complete ban on weapons, all guns, new weapons, older weapons, remove existing weapons. A ban on certain weapons by their looks, size, capacity, manner of firing, type of ammunition. A ban on who can own weapons by age, mental health. How many civil liberties will be violated to enforce weapon bans and confiscations? If a Soros-funded Democrat prosecutor won't charge individuals, 
who use weapons in the commission of crimes. Or if a soft-on-crime Democrat judge releases them early back to the streets. What kind of message does that send? Gun banning and confiscation will apply to people, the overwhelming majority of whom are 100% law-abiding. But that's not the intention of these Democrat Party initiatives. And of course, if the government cannot or will not prevent something like illegal aliens flowing into the country by the millions and drugs by the tons, or the unbridled gang killings that take place in our cities, often with illegally obtained weapons that come over the border illegally as well, how will it prevent illegal weapons from being trafficked into our country from black markets, cartels, terrorists, hostile governments, no matter what kind of ban they put in place. The border's wide open. If there's no reliably available government information tracking how many unlawful weapons have been brought into the United States due to Joe Biden's open borders policies, then how are we going to stop people from getting them? And Biden, the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party media, they just don't care. Why have states gotten rid of the death penalty? Isn't this a perfect case for the death penalty? Because it's inhumane, they tell us. It's inhumane. You know what the most humane thing would be, Mr. Producer? And I'm going to say it, whether people like it or not. To shoot this guy on sight. But that'll never happen. You know, that's the old days. The old days when crime was under control. I don't know if they have the death penalty in Maine or not. Something tells me they don't because it's New England. But I could be wrong. Whatever happened to law and order prosecutors when it comes to heinous crimes like this? Or major crimes, period. We have judged the coddle criminals, judges. We have prosecutors who won't prosecute violent criminals. We remove the death penalty. We eliminate sentencing guidelines. They call this, by the way, uh, criminal justice reform. We have recidivists. And here we have a guy that had mental issues, said he had mental issues. He heard voices. He even went into an institution, as I read it for two or three weeks. And voila, there he is. There he is. And their answer is, what? They have no answer. Their answer is immediately to eliminate the Bill of Rights and your individual liberty and to bring in big government. Big government. That's the answer. The open borders, the inhumanity that's going on on the border, the open cities controlled by Democrats, crime, undermining the cops, slashing their budgets early on, defunding them. That's the answer. That's not the answer. 
I love it when the Europeans say, you know, you Americans. Why do you put up with this? You Americans are really smart. You should be able to figure out how to do something. I don't think we need lectures from Europeans. Do you, Mr. Producer? The birthplace of Adolf Hitler? Lenin and Stalin? The deaths of tens of millions of people from big government, big centralized government? You know what, Europe? You keep your own advice. And we'll deal with our own problems here. God willing, we'll be able to. We don't need your lectures on humanity. Not now, not ever. Considering what you unleashed on the world, including Marxism itself. No, we don't need lectures from Europe, or their phony intellectuals and elites, or their phony ruling class on death. They definitely have us beaten on that. And we don't lead lectures from the Democrat Party either. Because they have the rest of us beaten on that as well. The open borders. The 100,000 dead from fentanyl. And despite what's going on, despite that everybody knows it, they pretend it's not. They lie about the border being secure. Biden never talks about what's going on on that border, ever. In fact, the vast majority of Democrats don't. They don't want to. They close their eyes. Only when it hits their own neighborhoods and their own voters get angry. But even then, they know what they're doing. And they know why they're doing it. Our streets aren't safe. Because the judges and the prosecutors... Because of the Democrat politicians. Because of a truly sick ideology and a truly sick party. Won't make them safe. That's the real problem. Our hearts, my heart, go out to these people. I can't imagine going to a bowling alley. Somebody walks in with a high-powered rifle and starts picking people off. Where the hell do you run? Or to a pub or a bar? Sitting there minding your own business. Some guy comes in and starts picking people off. Too bad somebody didn't have a pistol right there and then, Mr. Producer. Because in some of these states and some of these towns, and I don't know if this is one of them, just saying, they know that people don't. So they're free to slaughter and to do what some madmen do, like this one. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's 
L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You know, Alan Dershowitz, to me, he's quite a remarkable individual. And he's grown considerably, in my view. Practicality in reality of the Marxist left. No, he's not left the Democrat Party. Many people won't. But he knows the problem. And many people don't. On Wednesday's broadcast of Newsmax's TV's The Record, as reported by our friends at Breitbart, Dershowitz urged the students who have blamed Israel for the Hamas terrorist attacks to go volunteer in Gaza. He said, go volunteer in Gaza, especially members of groups representing gay and transgender students for Palestine. He also argued that the willingness of these groups to overlook Hamas's treatment of women, gay people, transgender people is the best proof that this is all anti-Semitism. Because these protesters are willing to give them a pass on these core issues as long as they also hate Jews and the nation state of the Jewish people. He said, let these students who sign this demonstration, he signed these petitions and are involved in these demonstrations, blaming it all on Israel, let them go and volunteer. Gay students for Palestine and Gaza. Transgender students for Palestine and Gaza. You know how long they would last? One day. They'd be hanging from the rafters, he said. The best proof that this is all anti-Semitism is that these groups, these groups that say they, they support gays, they hang them, hate transgender people, hate women, treat them as third-class citizens, yet, These protesters are willing to give them a pass on these core issues as long as they also hate Jews and the nation-state of the Jewish people. This is Nazism 2023. Well, I'm glad that's caught on because I was sick and tired of being lectured by the media and others. And finally, Mr. Producer, I said it to you first. These are Nazis. The Hamas Nazis. And this phrase that I coined, Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, Islamo-Nazis. Because that's what they are. And I use these terms and I use these phrases to try and wake people up. Because of the phony names these Nazi terrorists give themselves. Oh, uh, Students for Peace in Palestine. Are you kidding me? These are the SS. The SS. Not students for peace in Palestine. Oh, two-state solution. Oh, yes, yes, of course. And when you fight your war in, in Gaza, when we say you can actually go in, you need to medicate and feed, take good care of those people. 
while you're sending your young men and women into hell to defeat the people who committed ungodly, horrendous acts of torture and brutality against fellow human beings. Check that. Against human beings. Because these people are not human beings. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We're going to be moving around, but I still have a few items I want to get to here, important items. Here we have uh, the New York Post. New York Post. By the way, the New York Post was offered, uh, before my book came out, the opportunity to run some of the... uh, some of the parts of the book that sometimes you partner with a news agency to do that. So they waited and waited and waited and said, no, thanks. And they ran with some other crap. It was unbelievable. But I forgive them for now. New York Post, John Podhoritz, rather than protecting Jews, authorities are telling us to hide again. What's this all about? A day after Jewish college kids found it necessary to barricade themselves inside a library in the center of Greenwich Village while a mob of repugnant terrorist lovers banged on the doors that were locked trying to get at them. And they were encouraged to go to the attic, ladies and gentlemen, where many Jews were hiding during the Holocaust. The attic. The NYPD let it be known that on the Sabbath, this Sabbath, It starts Friday evening. Jews in Brooklyn had better remain at home. Stay inside. Lock their doors. A so-called pro-Palestinian protest. Why do we call it pro-Palestinian? Isn't it now clear? A Hamas Nazi protest. It's scheduled for 3 p.m. Saturday in front of the Brooklyn Museum. This is right in the middle of Shabbat for Jews. That's one mile from 770 Eastern Parkway, the headquarters of the largest ultra-Orthodox sect in the world, the Lubavitch Hasidim. Right there, roughly 20,000 observant Jews live around that address in the neighborhood called Crown Heights. Al Sharpton might remember the name of that neighborhood. Remember that, Al? An important host, you know, on MSNBC. Jews should definitely avoid the area, quote-unquote, a police sword told. COLlive.com. There's no intel at this time in which direction the protests will head. They said locals should definitely stay away from Eastern Parkway in the area. 
Pat Horde says our NYPD is telling the Jews of Brooklyn, and there's a lot of them, that they are at risk. And this is the implicit corollary. They cannot be protected. They cannot be protected. Now, on the Sabbath, observant Jews do not use electricity or vehicles or screens of any kind. They don't use iPhones, telephones of any kind. They can't receive texts and emails, phone calls, no TV, no radio. So to pass the time, on a Sabbath afternoon, they often go for a long walk. Not this time, not this weekend. As the NYPD source said, after all, who knows which direction the mob will go. So better for the Jews, stay inside and hide. Just as it became a matter of life and death for them to stay inside back in 1991. Al. In the very same neighborhood. What everyone is afraid of is a repeat of the Crown Heights riots of August 1991. In Crown Heights that year, a three-day anti-Jewish riot followed a tragic automobile accident that took the life of a seven-year-old black child after he was hit by a car driven by a Hasidic Jew. Not only were 38 Jews violently beaten, seven Jewish-owned businesses were looted and burned to the ground. Let's go get a Jew, a mob chanted, and then they did. They murdered an Australian doctoral student named Yankel Rosenbaum, stabbing him and smashing in his skull. At Cooper Union in Greenwich Village, yesterday, the kids barricaded themselves inside for their own safety. They saw members of the pro-terror mob glaring at them through glass doors. They heard taunts from outside and knew, as every Jew knows down to our multi-millennial marrow, that any of them at any moment could be Yankel Rosenbaum. Stay inside, bar the doors. Why do you think the marchers are meeting near Crown Heights anyway? This is why. Their purpose isn't to call for a ceasefire or to advocate for the Palestinian people. Their purpose is to make it known what October 7 made known. There will be no peace or security for any Jew anywhere in the world if they get their way. And rather than announcing that it'll send 5,000 cops into the streets to ensure that the mob does not disturb the afternoon walk of a single Jew, the NYPD says, stay inside, mind the mob. The monsters are here, hide. And that's what happened in 1991. For two days after that car accident, the cops did almost nothing except stand by due to the orders of a feckless and foolish mayor and his spineless police commissioner. Unless, that is, they tried to intervene to help people and were beaten themselves. More than 100 police officers were injured during that pogrom. And in the end, thousands of cops were finally committed to the effort and the riot ended. That, that mayor was David Dinkins, by the way. So eventually, did the feckless mayor's career. 
In 2023, three weeks after Jews in Israel were set upon by marauders who murdered 1,400 and injured nearly three times that many in cities around the world and now in New York. Jews outside Israel under attack as never before in recent history. Rather than finding themselves protected as never before. No, they need to stay inside. They need to hide. Like Aunt Frank trapped for two years in an attic. Because any outdoor public breath would mean capture and death. And captured anyway because someone in the house below the attic ratted the Frank family out. Stay inside. Like the pianist. Watched Law Spielman, played by Andrew and Brody in The Pianist 20 years ago, who did not talk to another person for more than a year. For more than a year. As he remained silent and all but motionless in a room in Warsaw, Etter's family was deported to and slaughtered at Treblinka. Pat Hort says, in my 62 years of life, I've thought every day of the blessing America has been to the Jewish people. And I've talked about this to you at length a couple of times now. It is a blessing unlike any my people have ever known. And this, the most Jewish city in the world outside of Israel, New York, has been a blessing as well. And at this moment, though, the Jews had better hide. I cannot tell you how terrifying this is. He writes. Most of you listening are not Jewish. You're what I call and what others call righteous Gentiles. You understand the problem. And you also understand that it spreads. I have a list in front of me of all the attacks against America. All the American deaths from the Islamo-Nazi terrorists. Slaughter here at home. Their pinnacle being 9-11. Slaughter on cruise lines. Slaughter on airlines. Slaughter of Americans. 31 Americans were slaughtered on October 7th. What are their names, Mr. Producer? Do they not put them on the screen and tell us who they are? 31 Americans were slaughtered. Who are they? What about their children? What about their parents? What about their families? Nobody ever talks about them. Nobody. Iran was behind this. Hamas as a surrogate. Qatar. Turkey. NATO. Turkey. Turkey. And not a single Biden administration policy has changed because of the ideology I told you about at the beginning of the show. It's not going to change. What's amazing and sickening when you hear Biden and Obama and this guy Ben Rhodes and the reprobate putts, Thomas Friedman, and you hear them all now singing 
the phrase two-state solution. That's what's needed. This proves that's what's needed. How does it prove that's what's needed? Doesn't it prove the opposite? You have Gaza, which was never Palestinian, quote-unquote, which was Egyptian. The Israeli administration in 2005 clears it out of Jews and says to the Palestinians, okay, here you go. It's got a beautiful shoreline. It's got a border with Egypt as well as a border with Israel. There was no wall built on Gaza to keep people in and out. That had to come later. Billions of dollars pouring in from the U.N., from Europe, from the United States. Two-state solution right there. And what is it? It's the final solution for the Jews. And so Biden and Obama, Blinken, Harris, they're all saying the same thing today. I've picked up on it. Nobody else has. Two-state solution. So after the Israelis go in there, door-to-door, room-to-room, alley-to-alley, Many of them dying because, oh, is that a citizen or not a citizen? A split-second decision has to be made. Split-second. They're going into a hellhole. Not of Israel's making. Of the Palestinians' making. Of the Arabs' making. And then when it's all over, Biden is going to lead the world to do what? To build another Palestinian state. Can you imagine? Who does that? Nobody. Our enemies are on the move, and they're on the move for a reason. Biden can't even focus on what's going on in our country. We've talked about the border. What's he going to do about this Hamas network? What's he going to do about this group, Students for Peace in Palestine? What's he going to do about the CARE organization? The CARE organization has been meeting with the Biden administration. This is a Hamas front group. What are they going to do about our college campuses? Nothing. Nothing. It's the Democrat Party, after all. Breitbart, Pentagon, over 20 U.S. personnel injured in Iran-backed militia attacks in Iraq and Syria. CENTCOM, they were told to be quiet, obviously. They, they reported this late. Told NBC News, 20 United States personnel suffered minor injuries during the October 18 drone attack on our base in Syria. All of them returned today. The base suffered no significant damage. But that's not true about all the injuries that our men, maybe some women, receive. Some of them have had terrible head and brain injuries. They attack our soldiers. They kidnap our people. They slaughter our people. And we put pressure on Israel. And the Democrat Party militia. Students for Justice in Palestine, the Democratic Socialists, the Marxists, marching the streets against our country and against Israel. Think about that. And this administration not only doesn't turn off the spigot for oil money, 
the Islamo-Nazi foreign minister from Iran, he's given a visa to come to our country. And today, right there in the UN, he threatened us that they will attack us and that the fire that they light will spread to the United States. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans started just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. I want to congratulate the boss over there at the UAW. I've always said, I don't have a problem with union members. I have a problem with their bosses. Because they're thugs. They're Democrats. Almost to a man and woman. And so they've cut some kind of deal with Ford and another company. I forget which one. Maybe Jeep. And so those of you who purchase Fords, those of you who get serviced by Ford, buy parts by Ford, you're going to see the prices skyrocket. So congratulations to the UAW boss. who's a complete Democrat hack thug. Barely literate. You ever see this guy, Mr. Producer? It's a real punk. Another one who gets, uh, you know, power goes to his head. Much like these HOA types. Power goes to their head. You know, we're going to strike here. We're going to strike. I can see him with a little map in his office, you know, up on the wall. How much does that guy make? Half a million? More, maybe? Like this Weingarten at the uh, American Federation of Teachers. I think for 20 years she was a substitute teacher. She now runs that union like a mobster, in my humble opinion. Look, I've got a lot more when we come back, and I will be right back. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way.
Mark Levin, a proud conservative. No ifs, ands, or buts. Call in at 877-381-3811. Soon as this Judge Chunkin uh, issued her gag order, and the media spun it as a partial victory for Trump. I came on the air and I posted that this is no victory for anybody. Except the government, the prosecution, and the judge. This is prior restraint. Donald Trump is the defendant. He has every right to condemn what's happening to him. He's also a presidential candidate. And despite all their squawking about the possibility of violence and so forth, they have absolutely no evidence whatsoever that any of that has occurred. None. So the goal of Jack Smith and the Department of Justice, not only to convict Donald Trump and put him in prison for the rest of his life, but to prevent him, even as a presidential candidate, for speaking, from speaking out and defending himself in the way he chooses to do it, not in a, proscri- a prescribed way by the government. Well, the ACLU that's been sitting on the sidelines for years and hates Trump, this was even too much for them. You know, they came to the defense of the American Nazi movement in Skokie, Illinois. They went to the court, the Supreme Court, as did others, and said, hey, we hate these people, but they have a right to march. But Judge Chunkin and Jack Ryan didn't even believe that Donald Trump had a right to criticize Jack Smith. Think about that, how outrageous that is. And... Uh, Even the ACLU said Trump retains a First Amendment right to speak and the rest of us retain a right to hear what he has to say. In a a briefing they just filed, and by the way, I don't take my lead from these people, but I just thought you'd find it interesting. Lawrence for the ACLU argued the gag order is overly vague and violates Trump's due process rights, noting he cannot possibly know what he's allowed to say. The entire order, they said, hinges on the meaning of the word target. But that meeting is ambiguous and fails to provide the fair warning that the Constitution demands, especially when, as here, it concerns a prior restraint on speech. Let me tell you, this Judge Chunkin should have recused herself for two reasons. She's a radical Obama appointee who cannot possibly, and has demonstrated she cannot possibly, run her courtroom as a legitimate courtroom. Her rulings have been outrageous. Number two, she's an idiot. So that's very dangerous. A radical Obama Marxist who's an idiot. And Jack Smith felt, we got the judge we wanted. He told her in filings, don't recuse yourself. You're perfect. Doesn't matter what you said in other cases. Doesn't matter what you said about Trump in other cases. No, no, no. You're great. We need you. The government, the Biden administration, the attorney, we want you to stay. So she says, I'm going to stay. All these examples that you use, well, they don't apply to this case. So Donald Trump facing a Biden special prosecutor, facing an Obama judge, facing a grand jury, now kaput, but before, made up of Democrat voters out of the District of Columbia. He fights back. 
You're not allowed to fight back unless you you do so in a way that we insist that you do it. Be polite. Be that no, he doesn't want to be polite. On top of that, he's running for president. So this demonstrates once and for all the attempt to interfere in this presidential election, denying Trump his due process rights under the Fifth Amendment, his free speech rights under the First Amendment, his right to competent counsel, competent not meaning that counsel's incompetent, meaning that they don't have the opportunity to vigorously defend him under her prior ruling. That's the Sixth Amendment. So far, this judge has violated the First Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, and the Sixth Amendment. Just so you know. There's a lot going on, but we can't tolerate this sort of stuff either. We can't pretend it's not happening. So Hollywood, what do you think about all these people in, in Gaza? What do you think about this? That they can't get out. They can't get out. Why can't they get out? Well, here's Matt Miller, State Department spokes idiot, for once telling the truth. Cut six, go. If you, if, been, if you ever been to Rafa Crossing or if you know what it looks like, there is an Egyptian side that is coming. I'm sorry, it wasn't on my vacation list. Was it on yours, Mr. Producer? I missed that one. I'm sure you can get a pretty good deal right now. Let's start over. Go ahead. If you... If you've ever been to Rafa Crossing or if you know what it looks like, there is an Egyptian side that is controlled by Egyptian immigration authorities. And then there is a Gaza side that, that has been controlled by immigration authorities from Hamas. And in the middle, there is a no man's land. And so the Egyptian authorities are ready to process American citizens and other foreign nationals if they make it through the Gaza side of the border, through the no man's land to them. But the problem has been up until now, and it's the problem that we've been trying to unlock, is that at times on the, uh, the Gaza side of the border, there has been no one there from Hamas to open the gates and process people and let them through. And at other times, there have been actually armed Hamas militants standing there. Not you know what's amazing people. about the way this guy talks? This diplomat, bureaucrat, hack. He tells the truth. We're talking about terrorists, bloodthirsty, subhuman terrorists. There's nobody there to process the applicants and to let them through and to open the gate. And every now and then they're shooting. And so when Reuters does stories with information and photos fed by the Hamas Nazis and runs with them over and over and over again, the malnourished children, they'll show pictures of that handed to them by Hamas, Does it occur to Reuters to ask, well, why don't you let these people go? Let your people go. Because Reuters, they're doing this for you. They want you to run the photos and send them all over the world. These are terrorists. These are Nazis. Let me ask you a question about Nazis. Did Adolf Hitler really care what happened to his population, his citizens in Germany? No, he used them. And many of them wanted to be used. He used them. Reuters, I believe you're British-based, but it doesn't really matter. You might as well be Hamas-based. All during World War II, 
Did you or organizations now associated with Reuters and the rest of them, were you running photographs of what was happening to the German people during World War II? To their children? Why not? Why not? Because back then, our media, with some significant exceptions, but our, me- our media was patriotic. It wanted America to win. It wanted our allies to win. Even while the New York Times was covering up the Holocaust, an unforgivable sin, by a so-called news organization, run by left-wing Jewish family, following the directives of the great Franklin Roosevelt, Mr. New Deal, Mr. For the Little Guy. It still didn't publish photographs of what was happening in the hospitals in Berlin or Heidelberg or Frankfurt. Why not? Why not? So here we have a statement by Matt Miller. Pretty cold-blooded, bureaucratic way to put it, but nonetheless, he's telling you that Hamas will not allow people out of the passageway. Now, I'm waiting for Hollywood to put out a letter and send it to Hamas, aren't you, Mr. Producer? We in Hollywood, we insist that you open that gate. Hamas, we insist. My friends and I, we wrote a letter. We were all sitting at the cafe in Beverly Hills, having a grand old time. But then we decided we can't just sit here and eat trifles and truffles and all the rest of it. Decide on whether we want white wine or red, whether we want it to be flowery or not. No, no. We really need to make our objections known. We need to write a letter to Hamas. Open the damn passageway. Now, Hamas and um, the Iranians met in Moscow 24 hours ago with Putin. Did you know that? China has a couple of its ships in the Mediterranean. Did you know that? The deal that China and Iran cut last year was for 25 years, economic and military deal. And the Biden administration is funding all of it. I don't know how any rational American, red-blooded American, could even think about voting for Democrats right now. It is the party of bigotry and racism. It is the party of national suicide. It is the party of street violence, despite their best efforts to make January 6th an example. Oh, but by the way, there's a new report out. Remember that Robert E. Lee, that statue, huge statue of Robert E. Lee on his horse in Charlottesville, Virginia? Remember that, Mr. Producer? Well, finally, it was melted down. It doesn't exist anymore. 
Just like the Taliban. Poof, it's gone. It's been replaced, America, with Hamas supporting students. With flags, with swastikas. With signs. Exterminate the Jews, gas the Jews. It's been replaced. Old Robert E. Lee, long gone. He lost the war, so his statue is smelted. That is, melted. Replaced with new symbols. They dare not replace that. That Robert E. Lee monument with, say, Ronald Reagan. No. What? Maybe Dwight Eisenhower? No way. There's an imperialist if there ever was one. Well, who? Hamas. The University of Virginia, which is in Charlottesville, Virginia. That student body was among the first to issue a letter in support of Hamas and against Israel. But don't worry, they, they eliminated that Robert E. Lee statue. It's melted down to nothing. Nothing. So all is well at the University of Virginia now. All is well. Aren't you folks in Virginia sick of supporting that university? Aren't you sick and tired of it? It's disgusting. I've said for a long time, we need to defund these institutions. Not the cops. Defund the institutions that are destroying our country from within. That take money from the enemy, whether it's the Communist Chinese or the Hamas network or whatever it is. Defund it. And I don't just mean billionaires, and I appreciate that, who've created these massive endowments. No, I mean state legislatures, governors, Congress. Defund them. Or they'll destroy us. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this noble cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Well, the latest reporting on the mass murder is that he might have been in his house. People are listening on the uh, on, on the open line where cops talk to each other, and they heard him yelling to somebody to come and uh, come out with their hands up. Now it could have been somebody else. Who knows? But they also have some choppers over there. So that is the latest. 
and I cannot be certain of it, but that's what they're reporting. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I'm going to play something for you that's going to make most of you really angry. Andrea Mitchell. Wouldn't you say she's the best-looking journalist on TV, Mr. Producer? I'd say she's the best-looking reporter on TV. Why is that uh, misogynist? I'm giving her a compliment. I mean, that's, I understand, a low standard. Anyway, uh, she has been a propagandist for her entire career, started as a cub reporter in Philadelphia, and has gone downhill ever since. You know, it's amazing. All the people at MSNBC, they are like the, uh, the farm team, because that means they couldn't make it on the NBC. Because everyone on MSNBC really wants to be on NBC. So it's, uh, it's embarrassing for somebody like Andrea Mitchell. One of the best looking women in, uh, in journalism today. Anyway, uh, here she is with Ayman Safadi. Now, who is Ayman Safadi? Ayman Safadi is the geranium, it's geranium, yeah, pretty much, Jordanian Deputy Prime Minister. I want you to listen to Andrea Mitchell. Not only those beautiful good looks, she has to be one of the smartest journalists to ever uh, be behind a microphone. Listen carefully. Cut 11, go. Is uh, France's uh, President Macron is in Amman today. He was in Israel before that. He's proposing a coalition of the anti-ISIS coalition, the coalition of fighters that are in Iraq and Syria, which includes Americans and a multinational force in Gaza. Is that an option? 
It is not. We need a coalition for peace, to be honest. In, instead of sending arms to the region, let's send delegations that will get the parties back to the Can table. that be done with the Netanyahu government, it's, since they say they agree with a two-state solution, but they keep expanding settlements? I, so I let's stop. Let, 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 let's stop right there. Now, you know, I was mocking Andrea Mitchell. She's an ignoramus. She's another mouthpiece. Mouthpiece for the radical left in Israel, as well as the, uh, the enemy in Israel. Can that be done with Netan- the Netanyahu government, since they say they agree with the two-state solution, but they keep expanding settlements? You know why they hate Netanyahu? You know why Obama hated Netanyahu? Blinken hates Netanyahu. Biden hates Netanyahu. National Security Advisor hates Netanyahu. Thomas Freeman, a putz, hates Netanyahu. Ben Rhodes, a putz, who writes poetry, hates Netanyahu. You know why this cabal of boneheads, reprobates, malcontents, and supercilious morons. You know why they all hate Netanyahu? Much of the same reason they hate Trump and hated Reagan before that. Because Netanyahu's not buying into their foreign policy doctrine, which requires Israel to get weaker and America to build up its enemies, just as it requires America to get weaker and America to build up its enemies. A balance of power in the region. That's what they believe in. Doesn't matter if these people are terrorists. Doesn't matter if they have no intention of getting along with anybody. Doesn't matter if they slaughter Jews, and I might add, slaughter Christians. Slaughter Muslims who are quote-unquote non-believers. Doesn't matter. I mean, Israel says they want a two-state solution. I vehemently oppose it. And Andrea Mitchell, she'll never go to Gaza to report from there. She can't. They'll kill her in two seconds. Why? Number one, she's a putative Jew. Number two, she's a female. Number three, she's an American. She can't go there, and she never will. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, just three short weeks after the slaughters of the Jews in Israel. And Netanyahu's being blamed because he won't support a two-state solution. They keep expanding settlements. Now, what's a settlement? Settlers, you know. Let me see if I can explain this by applying... American history. Go west, young man, go west. The wagon trains. As people from the east moved west. They were encouraged to do so by the government. Many of them were slaughtered by the Native Americans. Am I allowed to say that, Mr. Producer? I don't know that I am. Is that okay? May I say? I think I will. Many of them were brutalized. And by the way, many of the Native Americans were brutalized too. So whatever. And so today, 
The Andrea Mitchells of the world would say that the indigenous peoples for all these parts of the country are the Native Americans. The Native Americans. Would you call the Native Americans the settlers in the West, Mr. Producer? I don't think so. How can they be the settlers in the West? They are the Native Americans. They were the indigenous peoples. Now, actually, you can go further back, but I don't need to get into that. I'm just making a point. So here we have land, Judea and Samaria. That was never Arab. Never, ever. Let alone, quote-unquote, Palestinian. And they keep calling it the West Bank. Because they don't want you to know that it's Judea and Samaria, those of you who read the Bible. Because who was in Judea and Samaria 4,000 years ago? The Jews. The Jews. And finally, the Romans forced them out. That's why the Second Temple is so important, among other reasons. The siege on the second temple, which took about five years. The Jews were slaughtered. Those who could escape, escaped. The Ottoman Empire knew this. And I've explained this. A hundred years ago or so, as they were collapsing, they had really control over much of that area for several hundred years. But they basically lost control of their empire. And so they decided to divide it up in a broad way. And they wanted a certain amount to go to these people, a certain amount to go to these people, and about 40% to go back to the Jews. The indigenous peoples, if you will. But the Arabs wouldn't accept that. So in 1948, they attacked the Jews. Among them was Jordan. It was called Transjordan. Jordan was created by the Ottoman Empire. There was no Jordan. There was no country, Jordan. There was no monarchy. The Heshemite monarchy. They created it out of thin cloth, just as they created Saudi Arabia. There was no Saudi Arabia. These were Bedouins. And now Andrea Mitchell, who is a historic illiterate, illiterate in many things, how can, how can there be a coalition for peace when, you know, they keep expanding the settlements in the West Bank? And Netanyahu doesn't really believe in a two-state solution. The Israelis have offered a two-state solution. For 75 years, once Israel was finally established. And the Arabs never took him up on it. Now that's the answer to everything. No, that's not the answer to anything. And Andrea Mitchell, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're a disgrace. You're a moron. You're a historical illiterate. That's why you're on MSNBC like everybody else. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
It's a pleasure to have on the program a man who I really have uh, enjoyed getting to know, a man who's truly decent, very conservative, solid, Senator Tim Scott. Senator Scott, I seem to recall you tried to do something early on about these college campuses, didn't you? Mark, you're 100% right. I cannot believe the disgusting, despicable, anti-American behavior on our college campuses. And five years ago, Mark, five years ago, I started working on legislation leading to create an environment where our Jewish community would be safe and welcomed on college campuses. And instead of that, Mark... Instead of people supporting the anti-Semitism legislation that I created in 2016, that the former president, President Trump, signed into an executive order inviting me to the White House to be a part of the celebration, instead of us seeing the exact opposite, we're seeing the exact opposite, Mark, on today's campuses where we're having people hating America, hating the Jewish population, supporting terrorism, encouraging genocide, Mark. It boils my blood. This administration is speaking with a forked tongue, Mark. You cannot believe the words coming out of their mouths. I am so frustrated with what I'm seeing on college campuses. And, Mark, we should not wait for the Jewish community to stand up. All loving Americans, all proud to be Americans should be standing in the gap for our Jewish community, and I dare anyone to stand up and say we're wrong because i got to tell you the truth, Mark. We are 100% right. We should bring the heat against every single anti-Semite in the country and let them know where we stand. We stand on the side of right. We stand with our Jewish citizens. We stand with Israel because we know Psalms 122.6 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and those who do will prosper. Mm-hmm. So profound. So, Senator, let me ask you this. If you were president of the United States, would you be looking at the student visas? Would you be looking at the whole immigration issue? Would you be uh, looking at uh, the funding of particularly rabid college campuses where people aren't even safe anymore? Well, Mark, I think you, you, you and I are kindred spirits on this topic, because here's what I've already done. I'm already leading on legislation to pull the Pell Grant funding from colleges and universities that allow for people to promote, encourage hate, but not just hate, because the First Amendment allows you to be wrong. You should not be able, on a college campus, to encourage Jewish genocide. You should not be able to support mass murder, and you certainly should not encourage terrorism and have your funding in place if these college campuses and their administrations will not call to the carpet these kids. We should pull our taxpayer funding from those universities, number one. Number two, any kid any student on our college campuses who are here on a visa, who are encouraging the slaughter of the Jewish people, any college student on a visa who is encouraging mass murder, any college student on our campuses on a visa 
who are supporting genocide, they should be deported. They should be pulled out of class, pulled off the campus, and kicked out of our country. That's the kind of leadership I would have as president of the United States. I'm telling you, Mark, those are the first two steps. But then we have to turn to an incredibly important issue, the southern border. Mark, over the last several months, we've seen thousands of illegal immigrants, thousands of illegal immigrants cross our border from Iran, from Syria, from Iraq, and from Yemen combined. I'm concerned that our country has sleeper cells in our midst. And that's not being hyperbolic. I mean it sincerely. We need a president who is willing to close our southern border, not sell off the construction material. We need a president who's willing to use the military-grade technology to surveil our southern border and, frankly, the tunnels beneath. Not a president who wants to keep the border insecure, unsafe, and wide open. That's why your listeners can go to votetimscott.com, contribute a dollar, contribute $5, so that this voice remains on the stage fighting for common sense, decency, and the preservation of our relationship with the great nation, Israel. Folks, Tim Scott needs to be on that stage. Some of them don't. Chris Christie comes to mind all the time. But uh, Tim Scott should be on that stage. So you need what? You have plenty of money and support, but uh, is it the polls or you need small donations? What is it that you need, Senator? Mark, the good news is we've qualified by the polls. You're right. We do have enough money, but we need a few more donors. So the individual donors, it's interesting. We started this campaign in March. They only started counting our donors April the 12th, which we create, we raised 10,000 donors in the first four weeks, and they're not counting those folks. We need another few thousand donors in order for us to remain on the debate stage. We are the most pro-Israel, pro-common sense, loving America because I've lived the American dream. We're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that this nation is a city on the hill. I'll do it from the bench. I'll do it from the field. I'll do it from the stand. I'll do it from the airwaves. We have to make sure that the next generation of Americans inherits the country, Mark, that you and I inherited. Mm -hmm. This is not about politics. This is a mission, a mission to make sure America always stands on the side of right. VoteTimScott.com. Look, you may support another candidate. That's fine. The point is he should be on that stage. VoteTimScott.com, VoteTimScott.com. When is this debate? I don't even remember when this debate is. November the 8th, Mark. Wednesday, mm-hmm. November the 8th. We are 10 or so days away from it. And I will tell you, one of the most consequential conversations we should be having is not simply debating each other about the differences. We should be debating the future of this nation. We should be debating the fact that this nation must make a stand and make the stand clear, make it consistent and make it concise. We're always with our Jewish brothers and sisters, wherever they are in the entire world. We're going to hold you over, Senator, if you don't mind. We don't get you that often. 
It's votetimscott.com, votetimscott.com. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Senator Tim Scott is our guest. His site is votetimscott.com. You ought to check it out, votetimscott.com. Senator Scott, uh, what is this love affair between Biden and his administration and the regime in Iran? that they seem to have rearmed and that is behind all this terrorist activity. What is that all about? Mark, it is un-American to see what's happening in this administration. I can't think of anything more bizarre than to watch the first steps, the baby steps of this administration, Mark. It started before October the 7th when they were going to have the Russians negotiate with the Iranians on our behalf for a new JCPOA or a new nuclear deal. And then after October the 7th, the first reaction, the weakness of Joe Biden attracts atrocities, conflict, and chaos. Then the negotiations, the $6 billion mark, helped to fund Hamas. I know they say they froze the dollars, but money's fungible. But what they miss to talk about is the $80 billion of energy resources when Biden allowed them to start selling their oil again. That makes them complicit. But let's go one step further on this Iranian relationship. How is it that on American soil, the Iranian's foreign minister said if we allow for the genocide in Gaza to continue, America will pay a price. How dare this administration allow the foreign minister of Iran to threaten Americans and America on our soil? How is it that Hamas says thank you to Iran and we sound like church mice? We deserve better in the president of the United States And I can't think of the first thing I can think. The first thing they should do is call in the squad and kick them out the party. They are so, so transfixed by power. Mm -hmm. They are so addicted to political power that they're willing to use anybody, any issue, any group to hold on to their political power. And it is disgusting, Mark. We're talking about 2023, the worst attack on the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And this administration stands with Bibi in the daylight and negotiates to stall the entry into Gaza at night. That is a great way to put it. And you're exactly right. They do one thing in front of the camera and another thing behind the scenes, and it's really duplicitous. And they're lying to us, we the people. Now, Senator, again, it's votetimscott.com, votetimscott.com. Again, we want him on the stage. I want Tim Scott on the stage. Whoever you support, maybe you support Tim Scott, that's great. But he's met all the requirements, except he needs more small donations. Uh, I don't really understand these RNC rules, to be perfectly honest with you, but uh, that's what we're stuck with. 
I don't either, Mark. But I tell you what, having getting on that stage and having the conversation with the American people about the topics that you and I care about. Listen, you and I may disagree on economic policy. I don't think we do. We, you and I, I may disagree so. on some of the foreign policy. I don't think we do. But here's what we know we agree on that this is the greatest nation on God's green earth, and that comes with the responsibility to standing in the gap for our allies. That is a responsibility that we have always lived up to. We've always been loyal to our allies and lethal to our adversaries. But President Biden takes a leap back instead of leaning into the fight. I think he's Obama light. He's got all these Obama radicals around him, whether it's Blinken or Sullivan and all the rest of them. And they have a very perverse ideology about our country and foreign policy. And look where it's gotten us. I mean, we now have Americans, 31 who were killed. Nobody ever talks that they were killed. They were slaughtered on October 7th. We have American hostages. We now have American military personnel. Some of them apparently some very serious uh, uh, head wounds. And he doesn't do anything. Well, Mark, you raise a really good point, and this is where I think the country needs to put the dots together. Under Obama, we saw the red line in Syria. And what was the response, Mark? Mm, Nothing. nothing. We saw the incursion in Ukraine. What was the response? Nothing. Then he created the nuclear deal, the JCPOA, and within months, the, 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 the Iranians were test firing ballistic missiles in violation of the actual agreement that I thought was terrible anyways. But what did they do? Nothing. And so you take that administration and you put it on steroids, bring the same people back into Joe Biden's administration, and they do it again. But instead of paying $400 million for hostages like they did in the Obama administration, they supersized the payment to $6 billion. The result, they created a market for American lives abroad, a massive market. It endangers every single American abroad, and that's not being hyperbolic. That's just the facts. We need to tie or tie these strings together so the American people can see clearly that the radical left led by too many folks who feel like, look like, walk like anti-Semites. I'm talking about the squad. We have a responsibility to expose the radical left, and their theology is power. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right, Senator. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for uh, your clarity, your morality, your understanding of what's taking place here. It's votetimscott.com. A small contribution from thousands of you will enable him to get on that stage with their weird rules uh, and uh, debate. Again, many in this audience support President Trump or Ron DeSantis. Many support you, Senator. But we want to have the senator on the stage because I think he is a very, very important voice. And I want to wish you all the best. Be safe, my friend. Be safe. Thank you, Mark. God bless you. And let's make sure that we all stand with Israel. No matter where we disagree, let's never turn our back on the only democracy. Nine million people surrounded by 400 million. Hmm. Let's stand in the gap. God bless you, sir. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Yes, sir. He's a good man. Very good man. 
And I want to read something to you on another matter, but there's so much going on, we're running out of time here. Jim Trusty uh, was at one point one of President Trump's lawyers, but in my view, he's one of the finest litigators I've ever met. I haven't known him long, but he's truly, he's truly exceptional. And so he, uh, he has looked at this issue, these things going on in Georgia, these cases, these people making these plea deals, and he has a special take on it. And he wrote about it on his blog. Reading the plea leaves, this is Georgia, are guilty pleas in Fulton County confirming the righteousness of Fannie Willis's RICO prosecution? Or do they reflect an inherent frailty of the case? Even in a venue where jurors largely can be expected to instinctively support a prosecution of high-profile Republicans. A close look at the recent plea agreement suggests that prosecutorial victory laps are premature. While the indictment itself has joined the ranks of other historic charges against President Trump, there have been several shaky moments accompanying the Georgia case. The mind-numbing interview of the grand jury foreperson on television... A sheriff holding a press conference to confirm that he will get a mugshot of the former president to the media. A straight-faced Fannie Willis asserting that all 19 defendants would be tried together. An impractical nightmare proposal based either on short-sightedness or worse. Finally, when the indictment was about to come out, the world got a free preview through the clerk's office, which then scrambled to provide contradictory and likely dishonest explanations for the glitch. It's that backdrop of questionable professionalism. It's no surprise that the prosecutors would loudly celebrate any guilty pleas obtained this fall. Scott Hall and Sidney Powell pleaded guilty to misdemeanors. Jenna Ellis to an aiding and abetting watered-down felony. Kenneth Chesbro took a felony plea. All the pleas have a couple of common denominators. Promises of no jail time. Dismissal of the RICO charge making themselves available to testify as co-defendants during the trial, and apologies to the people of Georgia. When it comes to Powell and Chesbarrow, the guilty pleas took place on the eve of trial, suggesting that one side or the other blinked at the oncoming battle, and promises of no jail tend to establish who is most interested in avoiding the trial. And he means by that, Fannie Willis. Each of these common denominators, however, brings room for genuine apolitical criticism. If false election statements establish such a devastating moment in history, why would Sidney Powell, near at the top of the culpability pyramid for unleashing a kraken of accusations, get a promise of no incarceration? In the federal system, the rule for RICO charges has always been that if a prosecutor charges it, he or she must insist on it, as part of any plea agreement. The reason for the policy is not some mindless, statistically-based adherence, but to recognize that RICO is a powerful tool for prosecutors, reflecting a desire to shut down organized and damaging criminality. So it should never be used lightly. Four pleas into the Georgia case, and every defendant has been allowed to walk on the lead charge. RICO. These agreements are almost all being characterized as cooperator agreements. But it's highly unlikely that the district attorney's office has sat down and proffered these defendants to assess their testimony's value. 
This is particularly true with Chesbro and Powell, pleaded guilty just hours before the onset of trial. In the absence of serious vetting, those defendants could come into the co-defendant trial and simply announce they're all innocent, without consequence. So deeming these defendants as cooperators is nothing more than additional cover for a decision to exclude Jail and Rico from the agreements. Of all the commonalities, the apology requirement might be the most transparent. This ain't teenage court. We're not talking about juveniles or particularly young men and women in need of a character infusion. Even Ellis, the junior member of the legal team claiming election fraud in Georgia, is a 38-year-old lawyer. Maybe I hear tearful comments at today's guilty plea, this was written yesterday, truly reflect remorse and a feeling of being rooked by many more senior attorneys, so perhaps this public apology was coming either way. <clears throat> but requiring middle-aged defendants to publicly apologize rings like a political exercise. A prosecutor who wants the political benefit of these TV-ready apologies to negate the concerns of those who question the targeting of Donald Trump by a prosecutor who announced target first, evidence second. Willing down the number of defendants in a case always has some value to a prosecutor, and indeed, the recent guilty police successfully prevented the remaining def- defendants from getting a free preview of a Chesbro pal trial last week. But a close look at the nature of these plea agreements suggests that politics and public relations may still be a powerful component of Georgia justice. His point is that he believes the state likely went to these people and wanted to cut a deal because they didn't have much of a case. And if these RICO charges are so serious, he points out, then why do they get no jail time and why would you start with Sidney Powell, who the state views, or at least the DA, as among the top culprits. Brilliant arguments. Absolutely brilliant. I'll be right back. Lovin. You know, we've been monitoring events in Maine the entire show. So I don't want you to think we're overlooking that. We certainly are not. There's absolutely no new information to give you unless you want me to just keep repeating myself. So that's where we are at the end of the program. Also, we have two fantastic Life, Liberty, and Levins this weekend, 8 p.m. Eastern. You should go ahead and DVR and record it because you never know if you're going to be home or not or something's going to come up for Saturday and Sunday. Just a fantastic lineup. You can see it on all my social platforms because we put a little clip on there for you to check it out. And, of course, my uh, opening statements or monologues, which I spent a lot of time on and I know you're going to find extremely compelling. You're the smartest of all audiences. Those of you who have gotten your copies of The Democrat Party Hates America and even better, those of you who have read it, please spread the word. You see it playing out in our country and all over the world. They're destroying our society and they're destroying the society of our allies and giving aid and comfort to our domestic and foreign enemies. There's simply no doubt about it anymore. The whole case is laid out and the Democrat Party hates America. You ought to bring a copy to Thanksgiving dinner. I'm serious about that. Please check out Life, Liberty, and Levin Saturday, 
Saturday and Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. And I want to thank all of you. God bless each and every one of you. All you heroes out there, you know who you are. And we stand shoulder to shoulder to defend this country. And we stand shoulder to shoulder with our brothers and sisters in Israel because we know evil when we see it. Take care.